You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. Uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, strategically setting up your business, and, and this is going to be a little bit of a mix. It's going to be both from a business standpoint and from a legal standpoint. So over the past couple of weeks, I've had some clients that have reached out to me, and they've, um, they've asked a few questions. One is, um, when is it a good time to, to separate multiple businesses? Um, two is, can I have different business activities under the same business? And then three is, how do I build out capacity in order to get some bigger jobs, go after some bigger clients? So um, when you own and operate a business, there are um, some considerations that you have to take into account. And when you, when you start your first operation, you open up a business, you register, well, we go through the process, is it an LLC, is it a, uh, is it a corporation, do you want to file an S-Corp tax election? Um, but then you have to look at what am I doing underneath this business? So um, I, I, think I brought this up on a, sh- a previous show. Uh, if you are um, operating a business, you want to make sure that the liabilities that you are taking on under that business are, um, are just enough to get done what you need to get done. Um, and so what I mean by this is there are some people, so for instance, um, let's say that you own, a, uh, you, you own an investment property, right? And then let's say that you have a construction company. Um, if you own an investment property that you're renting out and then you engage in separate activities, that is um, either rehabbing buildings or constructing buildings, you don't want those two activities under the same roof. And those, why? They, you, I mean, because it's me, I'm the sole owner, so why couldn't I just put them together? Good point. So let's say that you have a six-unit building on the um, on, on the south side of Chicago and it's doing very well. Uh, occupancy rate is at 100%. Um, you're charging a premium for the rent because you have all updated appliances. And then let's say that you have this construction company or this rehab company that is working on a property that has nothing to do with the six with the six-unit building that you own, right? Let's say that somebody does something wrong and someone gets hurt on the property and they sue you for that injury on the property. Well now, not only is the rehab and construction business at risk, but also the six unit building that you own is at risk because it is an asset of the building. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Is there a certain way that we can set up our business where we have one major entity and then other things underneath the umbrella? I'm so glad you asked. So, <laughs> so yeah, so what, what, what we advise individuals is that if it makes sense, you have a main um, parent company and then you create subsidiaries that are going to be taking on um, somewhat similar yet still separate activities, right? Separate activities that, that have separate liabilities. So let's say, again, in the, uh, in the instance of owning a construction company, you have, um, and I'll just use my name, you have Jamal Jackson Holdings LLC, right? Oh, let's say I want to buy some properties. Um, first of all, put, put all of your properties into separate LLCs, again, 
Um, so I'll have uh, that's not this whole thing sounds really expensive. So if I have ten properties, each property has its own LLC. Yes, so, but there's a there for real estate though. There is a business entity that's less expensive. It's called the Series LLC, and it was created specifically for real estate. So um, the initial cost uh, for the registration at the state level is eight sixty six. Um, but then it's cheaper to register the um, the additional um, subsidiary LLCs, uh, and then the annual filings are are cheaper. But um, but even if it's not a series LLC, you, you have subsidiaries that are wholly owned by the parent company. So that, that means when you register, when you put who manages this company, it's the parent company. So Jamal Jackson Holdings LLC, and I have subsidiary A that, that owns proper, a property. I have subsidiary B that engages in, con, in construction and rehab. And if I want to have a management company, then I have subsidiary C that is a management company. And this is a good way to separate liability. And people do say, well, it's expensive, right? So maybe for the first couple of years, I want to house everything under the same operation. But again, if you get sued, if something happens and, a li and the liability of one activity uh, forces you to close down because they're not because they're not separated, that's much more expensive, right? Gotcha. And to go into the litigation process is, is a lot more expensive. So, um, so what you're doing in essence is you are protecting the longevity and sustainability of your separate business practices by by in your overall business by ensuring that no one pair or set of liabilities is going to uh, is going to just drastically impact um, another another uh, pair of, of uh, your or another LLC with a different set of liabilities. So when you think about how you're going to set up your business, you really have to be um, you really have to be cognizant of the types of activities that you're going to be taking on. So if you own a restaurant and um, you're going to come out with a different set of, of sauces or, or a coffee that you're going to be selling um, wholesale through a website or through another distributor, again, that's a separate business entity. So, um, so really think about it at the offset. And we often tell people, write it down in a business plan. So one thing that people don't always know is that Jackson Corporate Law Offices, um, we handle legal issues, right? We help you stay protected on the front end, but then we also have a consulting business that is an affiliate company, um, and that's Jackson Beverly Coleman Consulting Group. And so we, um, it, from both ends, we help people to really figure out what liabilities do I need to take and take under this one company? Um, what liabilities do I need to separate out? And then how do I go about growing? So when we talk about capacity, right? Um, there are uh, people out there who um, try to go after RFPs, requests for proposals from the city, from the government, and they they try to uh, they try to get these bids, and a lot of times it comes back and they say they don't have the capacity to actually engage and do the work that is required under the RFP. So people are entering into what's called joint ventures. Now, um, a joint venture is just really an agreement between two or more companies that are going to work together for a specific project to meet a specific end. So in a joint venture, um, you can either, you can register as a new entity, a new LLC, but you have to make sure that everything is put out on paper. So you have to make sure that the terms of who controls, who's making decisions, um, when money is coming in, who's controlling the bank accounts, who's getting paid out, and when that, uh, when that joint venture is going to end. But it is a strategic way um, to build out your capacity and to get some of these larger clients but still make sure that you're separating your any, li any liabilities that need to be separated in doing that. Once again, this has been Legally Binding brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life 
and in business.